Hello? Hi, it's the No Cold Calls Ever Show. Go away. Holy cow, with an opening like that, the pressure's on. I better over-deliver here. Charlie McDermott, host of the new No Cold Calls Ever show. Thrilled to have you. Uh, We were coming both uh, via the old, you know, the ears, the audio airwaves as well as uh, we're now on video. So if you're not checking out our video, man, you've got to because there's a cool background here. I I got a, a nice new blue shirt on. And I haven't sweat in it too much yet, but speaking of which, you have no idea how long I, I kept staring at this record button. And and uh, if you've done a podcast, especially if you've done it by yourself, I mean, you, you've got to do one on your own just to experience it. It's like doing a, a, a video, right? It's um, uh, to get that energy because you, you feel like a total fool. You're talking to no one. I'm staring at my computer screen and my back office wall and and my office doesn't look anywhere as cool as what you see in the background here. You know, it's all green screen magic. But anyway, it's enough of uh, that. Let's get into this is episode number one of the No Call Calls Ever show. And I'm calling this episode the origin story because you know all superheroes have an origin story right not to say that i am one but um what was pretty super is i was able to who three years ago uh keep my home and and uh you know generate a sizable income because of what we're going to be talking about in these episodes so let's get into it three years three years of success both personal success as well as now clients that are achieving unbelievable things, uh, you know, for, for them using this no cold calls ever system that I'll be sharing with you over, over episodes. I've got, I've got nothing to, to hide. There's, there's really no magic uh, in what you're going to be learning in these episodes. It's just simply doing it. It's, it's kind of like what I went through uh, just a few moments ago, yeah, hitting that record button, right? Taking action uh, can often be uh, very, very challenging. You know, we always, not always, but we often get inside our heads. And and rather than thinking about all the things that are going to go right for you, we do the opposite, right? It's the way we're wired. It's the way these humans are, right? Um, we think about all the possibilities that could happen, that go wrong. I look foolish. I say the wrong things. By the way, my goal with all these podcasts, and not my goal, my pledge to you is these are going to be just Charlie, uh, there's going to be no special editing. Uh, if I say the wrong word or the wrong thing, oh, well, it's the way we roll here. One, because I'm, I'm too dang busy, as I know you are. Uh, and, uh, you know, good is good enough. Uh, the information is what's important here, not so much how I deliver it. All right. So keep that in mind. So three years of being a publisher and uh, what I found is I'm able to literally cast a net into the sea of prospects in my local market and reel in time and time again, big fish, full nets, quality, not minnows. Uh, so that's what I want to share with you in, in these episodes. As I said, uh, those of you who don't know me, I'm sure there's quite a few. 
who the heck is this guy, Charlie McDermott? I started in the health club business way back when, uh, when I was in college at good old Westchester. Well, it was State College back then, Westchester University in Pennsylvania. And I think the only reason why I went to college in the, plurs, in the first place is because I found out that you could become a gym, a, a gym, how about a gym teacher? Uh, and I thought, how cool would that be? You know, I like sports and uh, yeah, be a cool way to make a living. Unfortunately, uh, during my years there, the uh, teaching opportunities were just plummeting. I mean, no one was getting teaching jobs. And uh, but I liked working out. So it was kind of like the, the teaching job thing. I said, well, maybe I'll open up a gym. Yeah, right. You know, at that point, I was probably 19 or 20 when I hatched that idea. Somehow I convinced uh, uh, a, what turned out to be a good friend of mine and, and uh, an individual uh, that I owe a lot to, obviously, who literally signed on the bank loan to get me uh, started in the gym business, uh, which over the years grew into a $10 million enterprise and uh, 350 employees and on and on and on. So um, lots of experience. And and even back in the day, boy, I remember walking in in, in my first year in business as a, at that point, 22 year old, still, I was still taking college classes, I believe at the time. Uh, and there was like crickets in the gym. I mean, and literally that's all that was in there is crickets because I couldn't afford a, an exterminator. <laughs> Maybe that's why we didn't get many members. Uh, no, uh, but uh, I remember my front desk person sitting there and I, I went into my office, pulled out this big, thick book. And if those of you who are kind of around my age uh, might recognize it as the yellow pages. And I, I gave it to her and I said, start calling. Uh, and, and it wasn't the yellow pages, folks. It was the, the front part of the book, which was really back then the thickest part were, were the white pages. And that's where all the names of the people and phone numbers in the community, uh, you could call them, had their address and their phone number. And uh, so when we were slow, uh, she would make phone calls. I, I would even make phone calls. And uh, even then, ah, it was it was like, I don't know, pulling teeth. I, I, but both pulling teeth for me to try to get my front desk person to do it, because that's that's not what she came, uh, you know, uh, uh, signed up for. Right. You know, she just wanted to sit there and smile and greet members. And and when I did it, even though, um, you know, I was a, a, a brazing 21, 22 year old, it was still ugh, icky. I still remember. I didn't want to do it, but I did it. I know many of you listening to this are in that position today, which, again, is is part of why we're doing this show. But anyway, eventually uh, mastered marketing and, and found a way to get members into our clubs without cold calling. And uh, I parlayed that actually once I sold uh, the clubs into helping my son uh, out in Hollywood. I, I lived out there for two years and uh, I used 20 different forms of marketing, including full page print ads in the Hollywood Reporter and Variety Magazine and email campaigns and direct mail and on and on and on uh, to help him break through the clutter, which uh, actually we did uh, and uh, led to a full-time gig in a show called The Middle uh, on ABC. If you remember it, it was uh, had a nine year run and, it, and wowza, wowza, you know, sometimes in life you get lucky, uh, but again, if you don't take action, uh, luck never seems to kind of happen. Except for those lottery winners that 
for whatever reason, end up losing their money anyway. So um, uh, we were able to break through the clutter in Hollywood. And that's when it really, you know, kind of hit me like, wow, uh, marketing can be really, really powerful because just like in your business uh, and, and certainly speaking as a publisher, there are a lot of other folks, I'm sure if you're a publisher in your marketplace that kind of sort of do the same thing you do in different variations, whether it's digital marketing or print marketing, newspapers, magazines, and on and on and on. So how do we differentiate? We'll be talking about that in future episodes. But anyway, broke through uh, uh, the clutter in Hollywood, even though at that point, my son was one of probably about 7,000 other talented actors that uh, if you put him in a lineup with uh, 10 of them, probably you couldn't pick him out. Probably look the same as everyone else, right? How do you how do you stand out in this world, especially if you're a business, business what makes you unique? So anyway, came back from Hollywood and uh, because I had no talent, I had to get the heck out of Dodge once he got employed and uh, started a consulting business and a marketing agency. And uh, fortunately, years later, I uh, found out about this uh, publisher gig, and um, and with that, I started. I started that literally uh, when when we moved to Florida a few years later, uh, when COVID hit, twenty twenty, right, a, a year we will always remember, and right at the beginning of the time when Florida sh was shut down, like many other states, if not all states, uh, is when I started the cold calling thing uh, for local businesses and did it for a period of time. And uh, partly because I was absolutely desperate. I'll get into that in a moment. Uh, but hey, it worked. I mean, let's face it, cold calling works just like anything. If you put enough effort and time and energy into it, for the most part, it's it's going to work. Uh, so there's no ifs, ands, and or buts. Uh, but in my case, um, it was working. I was booking appointments. And then what would happen when it came time to meet? And back then, couldn't meet face-to-face. -face. Had to be done either over the phone or via Zoom. And when that time come or came, and I was so excited, here comes my first appointment. And no one's there. <laughs> no show. And the next, no show, no show. Uh, I had a serious, serious issue because... Many of the appointments that I had scheduled ended up with no appointments. And, and therefore, if I can't meet with business owners, I can't help them. And therefore, I can't support my family. And at that point, that was a big, big deal because, yikes, um, I mean, about, they say in life, uh, there are, you know, regardless of what happens, it's, it's not 100% bad or good for that matter. And COVID for us was actually like that. Uh, it was very, uh, and again, I don't want to, um, uh, oh, what, what's the word? See, this is part of the editing that normally I would cut this out until I came up with the perfect word. Uh, but it, obviously it was a period of time when there's a lot of suffering, a lot of pain and, and sickness. Uh, but in our case, there was one piece that worked out for us. And that was, uh, it was, uh, not possible for the banks to foreclose on homeowners who were behind in their mortgage. And yeah, uh, hand raised there. That was us. Uh, and uh, so needless to say, yeah, I was desperate and cold calling 
wasn't going to work. It got me appointments, but I had to do something more. I needed money now. Well, really yesterday or like eight months to catch up. So what did I do? And that's what this show is all about. Exactly that. And then some, uh, you know, the no cold calls ever show is way more than just about not making cold calls. Right. Uh, I, I had to get your attention, uh, but uh, spoiler alert, we're going to cover a ton of ways to grow your business, to scale, to prosper, and to feel great while you do it. All right. So that's my story. I'm going to stick with it. Uh, so what is the show? Yeah, it's way more than just not making cold calls. And again, by the way, disclaimer, if you're making cold calls and it's working, and you like it, don't stop making cold calls, right? This is not the next shiny object that you go, oh, you know, squirrel, squirrel, right? This is all about helping you become successful. Uh, you can still make cold calls. You can still listen to the show and pick up other ways to enhance your income, to help other businesses grow. And um, yeah. So we'll accept both types of, in this case, publishers, uh, those who want to still make cold calls uh, and those who say, yeah, you know, let me, I need, I need another way. Uh, so I'm in the trenches. I've been doing this now for three years. We also have a group of publishers that are also now using this system. And this is not about selling you a system. Again, this is just simply about letting you know that this, this, uh, success goes beyond just what I've been able to do. And the, um, let's see here. I want to make sure I don't miss anything. Uh, yeah, you know, so that then speaks to why I'm doing this show is over the years, as many of you who have had success being a publisher, you know what happens, right? You know, folks, they want to learn. They want to know how, right? This is, this is really important. We're passionate, I think, overall blanket statement here about helping businesses grow. And if we're not able to do that, it's painful, you know, psychologically. And, and so when you hear about a publisher who's successful, you know, pick up the phone, you want to call, send them an email, you know, hopefully glean some information that can help you. And I was getting those calls still do all the time. And I felt bad because I mean, I would spend time with them sometimes upwards of an hour uh, trying to help but there's only so much you can do because th when there's a system in place, you can't just say, well, do this one thing. You know, it's like baking a cake with with 20 ingredients and and leaving out three of them. Right. That's not going to end well. Right. <laughs> that cake's not going to be a, a very good cake. So over the years, that kind of weighed on me. And and I would speak uh, and I, I would uh, in events and, and try to help any way I could. But I always knew, geez, you know, there's going to be a lot of figuring out here for those publishers. So why not do the podcast? Uh, really allowed me to clone myself here. The other is, and these are recent conversations. I, I've had two now in the past few, I'm going to call it months, of, of uh, publishers who have been doing this for six, seven, eight years and are at a point where they've are considering just calling it quits because they have found that the cold calling is just unsustainable. 
You know, in, in one case, a publisher shared with me that everyone, well, actually more than one case now that I say that, uh, at least two, maybe three cases, everyone in my community already knows me. They know what I do. They, they don't want to meet with me anymore. They don't want to engage, you know, I, so, so what do I do? And, and the answer is, yeah, you probably already figured it out. Do something else. Do something else that transfers into you helping them, right? You just sometimes need to, I don't know, what, what's that? A spoonful full of sugar helps the medicine go down, right? Maybe instead of just pushing the medicine, maybe we, we add a sweetener to it so it tastes better. Maybe it adds some food coloring so it looks better. And before you know it, you have a client that you can help and they don't leave you. You have a client for life, which is going to lead me to where we're going with this show. Again, if you're just tuning in and, and plugging into the tail end, yeah, we're going to talk about not making cold calls, but it's not about not doing something. It's about doing something that can be more effective and frankly, more efficient, you know, that doesn't drain your time or your energy. Uh, but other really, I'd say just as important topics, uh, things like, yeah, clients for life. How do we increase the pain of disconnect, right? You know, what, what can we do as publishers uh, so that our service becomes so important to their business that when given the choice between maybe laying off, it's maybe not a good example. Uh, I was going to say laying off their key employee, but, but maybe it's, it's something like paying rent, right? Uh, uh, paying rent or paying the electric bill at, or continuing with your service. They have to stop and think for a moment, right? It's like what they say for folks who are, uh, you know, at, down on their uh, luck and it comes time to decide, do I get rid of the cable bill or do I not pay rent? And oftentimes a decision is not to pay rent. I can't blame them. Uh, you know, some of those shows uh, anyway. Uh, so pain of disconnect, you know, how do we keep clients for life? I think these are important conversations to have. Uh, using chat GPT to grow sales, right? How many of you have dug into that or even have had the time to look into that? How can that help a social media? Do I do it? Do I not do it? You know, that's no longer a question. We'll get into that. How to easily get more first appointment sales. How to bonus your way to record sales. You know, how to get more sales without discounting, you know, giving away the farm, more money for you, better for your clients, because you can provide, as you'll find out, other possible services that will really help increase the pain of disconnect, keep those clients for life. And at the end of the day, get them even better results. So got a lot, lot planned for everyone. I'm going to wrap this up uh, so that you can get on with your life. Uh, really look forward to sharing uh, some, not only experiences and, and strategies that have worked for me, but I'm going to be bringing on successful publishers that are literally killing it. Um, and, and I always love to hear from those folks because, you know, they're doing it their way. And uh, I, yeah, it's one thing for me to share what I'm doing, but it's even cooler to hear 
some different versions and variations. So we're going to be bringing on guests. Uh, but at this point, I'm killing it. I am going to look at hitting that stop record button and get off my day. And I'll see you in the next episode. Say goodbye to cold calling, chasing leads, and waking up on Monday with a blank calendar for the week. Now you can join publishers throughout the U.S. who have plugged into a systematic path to sales growth without adding more work or overhead. If you're ready to have more fun while you scale your business and income, go to NoColdCallsEver.com.